and welcome to another episode of Dead Curious. We are your sister hosts. I am Roxanne. And I'm Jessica. And it is so nice to be back doing one of our normal episodes. Although last week was incredibly fun as we did a collab with our sister podcast up in America, a teacher and a crime scene tech walk into a bar. And it was, if you haven't heard it already, I'd highly recommend you go and give it a listen. We covered the um, McNaughton rule, which is a, a, a rule of the insanity plea or insanity defense. And they covered two of the mysterious deaths from the 27 Club. So if you're into that sort of thing, you've got to listen to our last episode. Wigs, drugs and alcohol. It was a hoot. Yes, and they are also very, very nice and such sweet people. And like definitely go and just check out their podcast as well and just like listen to all of their episodes and like just like everything because they're really cool. Yeah, just like everything. They deserve it. They do. They're so nice. Jess, I don't know if you saw on Instagram, but... Probably um... not. <laughs> not on, not yeah, on Guess who commented on our post about... Um, the McNaughton rule. Was it nukes? <laughs> it was better than nukes. It was our buddy Brad from Killin' Listen Hidden. Another po- true crime podcast, guys. You gotta listen to if you love true crime. What did he say? Um, I don't know if you know this, and for our listeners that don't know, Brad is um, a podcaster. He covers uh, true crime podcast, like, not oh, true crime podcast. He covers. <laughs> true crime stories and uh, he used to be a defense attorney yeah so he actually knows these laws and that's um, why i want to know what he said <laughs> like did we get yeah, something very wrong <laughs> <laughs> we've been friends with with brad like since we started he's he's been such a pillar of support and like oh, man he's just such a great guy and i knew that he was a defense attorney that's why i started listening to his podcast because i like to hear from professionals talking exactly. about the thing, you know get their insight not like us who just goes to like Wikipedia and <laughs> like the, the first <laughs> yeah. website we find. So he commented on the post um, advertising the collaboration we did last week. Um, and he said, oh, so you guys are doing, you guys covered the McNaughton rule and you didn't even ask my expertise. I like as you said that he commented, I was thinking, oh my word, why didn't we ask him? Like, that just seemed That's like so exactly obvious. <laughs> what I said to him and I said to Jax as well. I'm like, oh my flip, a missed opportunity. I like, I did so much research because I didn't want to make a fool of myself. And I didn't want to say stuff like, I'm not, I'm not pretending that I know everything. I didn't think I would get everything 100% right. But I, I did, like, I studied it really hard to make sure that at least I was somewhat accurate. And... I could have just asked him and I just I didn't put those two things together and it was so weird because I have been in contact with him while we were prepping for this episode I just like something didn't click (laughs) I'm like kicking myself for not thinking of it before so Brad I'm so sorry like I just had a really really blonde week Uh, I I feel very disappointed in us (laughs) for not taking up that opportunity I'm so disappointed in myself (laughs) look man but he did reassure me that uh, what we said was was I think the words he used was pretty oh, good. Okay, cool. So it wasn't like completely false information. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it seems like we got the gist of it. So for that, I'm actually pretty proud. Well, well great. Next time we do a true yeah. crime episode, uh, Brad will definitely get your <laughs> expertise on it, your opinion. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, in another life, maybe, maybe I would have... Uh, 
been a a defense attorney who knows Ah, uh, man, I don't think I could do it, hey? Anyway. Oh, it's just so interesting. Anyway. Thanks, um, Brad. <laughs> thanks, Brad. And thanks, teacher and a crime yeah. scene tech. Love you guys so much. Okay, and then speaking of people we love so much, Jessica, we have got some new listeners. Yes, we do. All right, so this week we have got three new countries. We have Israel, Chile, and Spain. Welcome. Welcome, guys. Welcome to the Curious Clan. It's so good to have you. Hope you enjoy your time here with us. <laughs> and, oh, yes, I wanted to do a social media shout out. Mm. Uh, just because I thought that this comment was was so dead curious, so like online with our brand. And this comes from a user on our Facebook. So guys, if you're not following our Facebook, follow us there. There's some pretty funny people there. They're great. <laughs> Got some pretty funny people there, especially like I find, hey, South Africans, sup guys, I see you guys are pretty active on the Facebook. Oh, yes, it was the... The big question is Bigfoot hot <laughs> post. I said, tell us your thoughts. And then curious clan member by the name of Yakubas says, sexy Sasquatch or Sleti Yeti? <laughs> I loved the Sleti Yeti. I was, I was laughing for so long. So Yakubas, we love Sleti Yeti so much. We've decided that we are going to name it the second the second tier of our Patreon will be called the Sleti Yeti. So thank you, Jacobus. Um, <laughs> you have made an impact on Dead Curious, and we're very, very happy to welcome any and all Sleti Yetis to come. Honestly, brilliant. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> this is the mental picture that that gives me. <laughs> Love it. There's actually one more piece of news I wanted to share uh, before we go into our stories today. And it's actually a pretty big one. We didn't do any posts about it because life has been hectic. Hectic good, hectic good, but hectic nonetheless. We have gone over 3,000 downloads. Wow, wow, wow. Yay! Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thank you for your love, for your support, for your shares, for, for your likes, for listening. Oh, my goodness. We actually got some reviews now. Thank you. Yes. So I, I called two weeks ago for people to give us some reviews because... Um, we only had Yeah, we one. had like four. <laughs> I think we only had four. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it does look like we are getting some reviews and I will read... Uh, one or two of those reviews at the end of today's episode so stay tuned it might be yours so it, it's been a pretty exciting week and thank you guys and of course i do still need to remind people uh for the new listeners especially that there are bloopers at the end of every episode i think except for that one where we were actually mm. professional throughout the entire thing <laughs> for a change i can't believe we had no yeah <laughs> So yeah, there are bloopers at the end, so please listen up until the very, very end. They're usually hilarious. And be a part of the Dead Curious community. Follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, go to our website. The link will be in the show notes or description, wherever you're listening to this. And yep, we have got all our videos there. We've got all of our podcast episodes there, all of our social media links, and also links to to our Patreon and etc. etc. So let's get into today's episode. <laughs> 
And I really hope that this time it doesn't sound like I'm speaking from a toilet. Because I am still, I'm using the new mic today. So this is my second time, second attempt. Let's see how it goes. In case you did not guess from the title or description, today we are doing spooky places. And uh, for that we actually have three listener stories. Well, one is Jess's friend and two are listeners that have submitted creepy stories. And then I'll be sharing just this cool little story I actually found on one of the Facebook pages that just really piqued my interest and got me thinking. So yeah, if you want then, Jess, I'm going to start with the researched story and then we will take turns telling the listener stories. Sure. So my tale comes from Barberton. Now, Barberton is a quaint little valley town in Mpumalanga that was built in the 1800s during the gold rush. Now this town holds many ghost stories as it was once home to one of the many British concentration camps during the Boer War in the early 1900s. Today I'll only be telling you one story from there but possibly one of their most famous ghost stories and that is the legend of Sister Brown. Sister Brown was a nurse who worked at the Barberton Provincial Hospital in the early 20th century. On one of the rare occasions where she had the day off from working at the hospital, Sister Brown went on a hunting expedition. I couldn't find out if she was an avid hunter or if she had ever gone hunting before, but this hunting trip proved to be her last. While out on the expedition, she was attacked by a lion and mauled to death. Oh. Yikes. However, her life's work continued as her spirit lives on walking the hospital halls in an old-fashioned grey uniform and intervening to save the lives of modern-day patients. Although the benevolent spirit is a welcome sight, she is said to be a little bit creepy as her feet are invisible. As in her feet go through the floor. The hospital hmm. was renovated since her death and the floor was raised. Oh, so kind of like a residual what would thing. be a residual thingy yeah she's floating yeah although they said she intervenes to save lives but i don't know if that's just part of the legend or if that's actually the ta- the tale of sister brown but i thought that was quite well, a sweet story i mean she could still help save lives even if her feet are a little bit <laughs> not you know it's just it just means she's a little bit shorter than she was before <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. It's a cute little story. There's not a hun- there's not tons of information on it, but I came across it in a Facebook post, and like I got a little bit of extra information about her and about the town, and I just thought it was sweet. It's a it's a nice re-entry back into our normal episodes. I think. Hmm. She sounds nice. She does sound nice, except for the fact that she was hunting. That's not so nice. Is that the end of that story? Yeah, it's a very short and sweet one. That's very cute. This is I the like one that. I was telling you that I was so excited to tell. Like, I'm sorry, is it too short? I do have another story, no. a listener story, which is amazeballs. No, that one was really cute. I liked it. Was it was cute. Jessica, tell tell me, I think I need to rest my mind. <laughs> tell us a, a listener story. Okay, all right. So I'm going to tell you about my first listener story, who is my friend. The story from... One of my best friends, Samantha. Hey, Sam. Hey, Sam. I love Sam. All right, so she told me about a hostel or boarding house, boarding school. I don't know what, what, what do we call it here? Is it a boarding school or a hostel? Uh, it's a boarding house, but we call it a hostel. All right, so she uh, told me about some of the experiences that she and other people have had 
in this hostel. So the school that she went to is called Pinehurst in Oetzoren. And I think she said she was in grade eight at the time. So she was like quite young, you know, but not, it wasn't like primary school. Mm. Anyway, so this hostel had about three levels or three stories. First level was the kitchen, dining room and living area. And then the second and third levels were for the bedrooms and the bathrooms. And apparently the third level or third floor was usually where the matrix would stay. So Samantha obviously stayed on the second floor because she was still, you know, quite young. She was in grade eight or so. And her room was number 13, the unlucky number. So obviously because it's it's a hostel, the layout of all, all of the rooms are the same on all of the floors. So the room above her on the third floor would have had like an identical layout. So she said that when she was lying in bed at like 1 or 2 a.m., she could hear the furniture moving in the room above her. But... Oh no. But nobody was in that room because even though... That's where the matrix would stay. Nobody was staying on the third level because at that time, there were enough rooms for everyone on the second floor. So the third floor was vacant, but there would still be furniture moving around on its own at night. I know, right? Disgusting. Anyways, uh, she told me about a a couple of little stories that happened while she was there. So the next one um, was one weekend that she stayed at the hostel. She said there were about three students there at the time. Um, Usually there weren't a lot of people there on the weekends. I'm assuming, you know, they would go home and see their family. Um, So Mm. there were only three of them in the whole place that one weekend. Um, And she said like the three of them, they just stayed in one room because, I mean, you know, you don't want to be on your own in that huge place. Yeah. So they um, they were all in the one room at night. And one of the girls says that every night she hears someone clipping their toenails. And she said she wanted them to hear, hear it too. So they were all in the room. And about 11 p.m., Samantha said that she could she actually heard the sound of someone clipping their toenails. And they, but they were the only three students there and they were all sitting together in the same room. So like, oh who's no. clipping their toenails? And oh no, they're so plus gross. Plus who, who clips their toenails at 11pm anyway? Like, You'll be surprised. Really? Apparently, it's, apparently it's bad luck to do so in certain countries. I don't know why. You're talking cuck. No, it's like it's an actual thing. It's bad luck. No, you're talking cuck. For yeah. real? Some, some place, well, not here, but like what? apparently some places... Where do you hear this? Um, I was watching, I was actually watching a YouTube video. They were talking about superstitions from different countries, you know, like walking under a ladder and like, yeah, one of them was like clipping your toenails in your, I think it's, I don't know if it's specifically in your bedroom at night or just at night in general, but yeah, apparently it's bad luck in some, some places. Yeah. What? I mean, look, I would never say cut your toenails in bed. Yeah, that's kind of gross. There's always going to be that stray one. That's going to stab your partner while yep. they sleep. And that's not a good conversation no, to have. It's not. Marriage counseling 101, guys. Take it from me. <laughs> has that happened before? <laughs> no, but it has happened with crumbs. Because no. when we first got married, Jax loved to have breakfast in bed, which included toast. Toast is not allowed in our bedroom anymore. I mean, that's probably a good idea. Neither are cookies or crackers. Basically, anything that, that crumbs. Food in general probably shouldn't be on a bed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I say that, but I, I eat in my room all the time. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, 
I keep on trying to ban coffee, mm. but I love drinking coffee in bed, so mm. yeah, that's not going to happen. I have a, a fun fact, another fun fact about toenails. Yay! I can't fucking <laughs> wait. <laughs> it, is actually, it is actually very interesting. So while I was doing research a long time ago, so I was looking at descriptions of vampires from different places, and apparently, I think it, I think it was Madagascar, apparently they're vampires... Um, are believed to consume the toenail clippings of wealthy Mm-mm. people. That is disgusting. It is disgusting, and I don't see the point. Like, I don't see how that would be beneficial in any way. But there's, there's your fun fact, your toenail fun fact number two for the day. Oh my god, It's quite disgusting. Anyway. What is becoming of Dead Curious? <laughs> <laughs> Somehow that's creepier than, than drinking blood. I don't know, it's just... <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Yeah. No. Anyway. No, it is. So yeah. Because blood is blood is your life essence. It's the thing that courses through your veins and connects. Toenails are already dead when they're still attached to your body, technically. Toenails so. is like hard hair tissue. Ew. And and plus like all the dirt and stuff that gets in there and how that gets underneath. Yeah. So Madagascan vampires are nasty. <laughs> I think it's Madagascar. <laughs> Actually, I need to I need to check that out again because I was like, yeah, fact check that. Otherwise, we have a listener in Madagascar that goes, yo, your girls are talking some crap over there. That's not their accent. <laughs> I don't know what accent that was. I wasn't trying to sound Madagascan. All right. So let me tell you about our listener story. And no, I, I'm not done. There's more. Oh. <laughs> I'm okay, sorry. so <laughs> you digress. Well, it toenails. It was interesting. Anyways, so. She apparently went to the third level of the hostel twice before with her friends. Um, And apparently, like, the third level in general is just, like, a very spooky place. And nobody actually, like, nobody really wants to stay on the third floor. So anyway, the first time they went to the third level of the hostel, she said her heart started beating really quickly. Like, as soon as they got to the third floor. And then mm-hmm. they decided to go into one of the bathrooms because apparently a student had killed herself in that bathroom before. I guess they, I don't know, they were, maybe they wanted to investigate or do like some kind of, you know, like ghost hunting or something, you know, like the dumb teenager type of stuff. She didn't go into like any details like that, so I'm assuming that's what the point was. But yeah, that's quite a quite a sad, sad um, story there. But anyway, so they they went into the bathroom and she said suddenly her hair stood up and she just got like a really bad feeling and she was like no let's just go and then the next moment the shower curtain started moving so of course they like screamed and ran out and they went back down um but the second time the second time she went to the third floor was during the end of year exams and at the time the matrix moved to the third level and her i guess it was her matric mentor or someone that was like in charge of her section of the hostel or something anyway so this matricle didn't want to sleep alone in her room because she was scared so samantha and one of the other grade eight girls slept in her room with her and she said throughout the night there was someone just knocking on the door and the matric student was like do you guys hear that and she said that it was something that happened like every night and she would open the door and then just like close it again because there's no one there so they thought uh she was pranking them because like why would she you know why would she stay there but i don't know apparently apparently she was telling the truth so the first time there was a knock they opened the door and nobody was there so they got freaked out when there was a second knock they were too scared to open the door and after the third knock, it stopped. So, yeah. 
Oh, no. It reminds so me of the farm gross. story where the thing was like just standing outside my door. Ugh. Yeah. So that's that's it for Samantha's haunted hostel stories. Thank you, Samantha. Shame, Sam. That's some proper creepy stuff. Toenails and door knocking. It's like two things <laughs> I really can't stand. I'm a millennial. Don't knock on my door. Phone me or no, don't even phone me. Send me <laughs> send me a message. Send me an IM or yeah. DM and tell me you're coming. But if okay, <laughs> if you're coming to my front door, then send me a message. If you if you're in my house already, then then definitely knock on the bedroom door. Don't and just open the door, you know. Respect. Oh, Knock yeah. on doors first. All right. So, what is uh, what is your listener story, Roxanne? So, my listener story is the one I've been wanting to tell for quite a while. Okay, so this story was sent in by a um a dead curious listener. He contacted us via the Facebook and then ended up emailing his story to us at deadcuriouspod at gmail.com and you can do that too so he says so this is my story hope you enjoy it you can just call me m so m writes so for as long as i can remember my family members especially on my mother's side have told me that i am lucky that i am blind when it comes to seeing ghosts when i was young my aunt lived in a house where the previous owner had committed suicide Mugs would often clink around the cupboards and be moved to random spots in the house. And my cousin had an imaginary friend. <laughs> in brackets, he goes, sound familiar? <laughs> Except she wasn't that imaginary. She was a young girl waiting for her parents to come get her. They played together often and my aunt admitted that she often heard more than one girl giggling in the garden. That is actually the out... Ugh, I got goosebumps. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's the kids. Kids. You could often hear angry shouting late at night in random rooms. My mom said that she was afraid to use the bathroom in my aunt's house at night because she used to see a man in an oversized coat and a sponge mattress tucked under his arm. Ew, oh... That's so specific. In the bathroom. After, f- yeah. What a, what yeah. A, what a, what a, what? Or going to the bathroom. What? Why do you After need a sponge four- mattress in the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so it's confused. Ghost, Jessica. After four years and several visits to the house, they moved, and everyone had a personal encounter story except me. I was jealous. I felt as if I had missed out. But I regret feeling like that now since it all changed for me about two years ago. Two years ago, after dropping out of varsity, I spent some time reevaluating my life. I volunteered to work for a church for a year and they had me living in a hostel sort of building on the grounds. I lived in room 57 on the third floor, but all the shared bathrooms were on the second and first floors. It was in this hostel that I realized that I'm not as blind as I thought. Something attached itself to me there. It always appeared to me as a woman with no face. Absolutely smooth except for slit cuts in the areas that her eyes should be. She wore clothing that reminded me of the four trackers with a bonnet and all. At first she only frequented my dreams. I have a small bladder so I would always wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and it used to be a way to escape her. But then she started following me out of my dreams. People told me that it's probably sleep paralysis or lucid dreaming. But I could read without reading gibberish, check the time 
and could count the correct amount of fingers. These are all common ways to check if you're dreaming. So after she started following me into the waking world, she situated herself at the bottom of the stairs at the second floor landing right next to the bathroom I would use. Now this is where it gets strange because in the waking world, I could simultaneously see her and not see her. So my eyes couldn't see her, but my mind knew exactly where she stood. Mm. I'm no expert in this, but I'm guessing that's that would be the mind's eye. Mm-hmm. Yes, Em, I, th- I think so. That's like what we were talking about in... In mom's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jax with the valley story, yeah, the valley demon. Yeah. It's like you can see it. You know what it looks like. You know exactly where it is. You can feel it, but you can't see, see yeah. it. It's like you can feel what the facial expression looks like, you know? That's why when I was reading, I was reading M's story. And when I got to that part, I was like, oh my word. It's these creep, like the creepy little details, like the slits for eyes mm. and this mind's eye scene. I was like devil's in the detail that's creepy yeah like those are like the little things that stick with you that make you think okay this is like a really probable story yeah yeah (laughs) i mean especially because we know we've experienced the same thing like and em i know what you're talking about i know exactly what you're talking about yeah em we know what you're talking about i i also think that's what people mean when they speak about the mind's eye so let's go with that Mm. so em then writes She never touched me or tried to hurt me, but one night I dreamt of a friend weeping uncontrollably while this thing stood and watched. I called my friend the next day and found out that her father had passed away suddenly that very night. Wow. Was it a harbinger of bad news or something else completely? I don't know and I didn't bother to find out. The next day I had fasted from sunrise to sunset and spent the day in constant prayer. Later that evening, I went to its favorite spot and prayed that it returned to the darkness it came from. That dream was the last time I ever saw it. Thanks for listening to my story. I really appreciate it, guys. If you want, I'd be happy to ask my aunt for more of her stories. Until then, stay safe, M. That you are. Thank you, M. Thank you, M. That is really intense, though. And please, your aunt, yes. Yeah, M, thank you so much for your story. I was over the moon when I saw it and when I read it. Like, I got the goosebumps and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I can relate. There's so much in his stories that, like, I feel like I can relate to. Mm, the bathroom thing, especially for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. That was quite a story. Thank you so much, M. Thanks, M. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. You are our favorite kind of people yeah the ones that that listen and give us more stories (laughs) i like interaction yeah like i know a podcast is very much a one-way relationship but like i like it to go both ways i like to i like to hear things back Mm. yeah all right so my second listener story is from jackie and jackie says hi ladies started listening to your podcast it's great my husband thinks I'm crazy, but I love ghost stories. Yes, Jackie, all our husbands think that we're crazy. It's okay. Growing up, we lived in a house in Simonstown that was haunted. The first night we moved in, I went to my bed. My room had a fireplace in it. I looked to the fireplace and saw mist. I told myself that I'm being stupid and I must go to sleep. My Oma then came to visit. Her room was downstairs, but the bathroom was upstairs. One evening during the night, she went to the toilet. On the way up, she saw two children standing on the stairs. Oh, not children again. She t- <laughs> I like this part. <laughs> she told them to bugger off. <laughs> 
girl. I love Irma. you, Irma. That is amazing. Uh, Advice to granny. I feel like everyone should everyone should be like your Irma. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, our dog refused to go into the pantry, and my brother had a photo of poor Monty standing outside the pantry with a red haze in the background. I eventually Ooh. swapped rooms with my brother. The excitement of having a fireplace mm. wore off, and I wanted a bigger room with the ocean view, which does sound a lot better. That does sound good. Shortly after he moved into my old room, he started developing sores all over his body. My parents had him at numerous doctors. They said it could be from birds in the chimney. However, everything they tried did not work. We moved out of the house in 2001 or 2002. Not even a month after moving to Fishhook, Every single saw on his body was gone. What? The house that I lived in was called Old Hospital Terrace. The story was that the houses there housed the doctors, nurses, and pastors. The morgue was also built between the houses. Oh no. No. The hospital was on the mountain and they would use the cable cart to take people up and down. The hospital was also used during the polio pandemic. The house I lived in was built in 1912 and the one above was built in 1889 if I recall. The houses next to us were three duets. We also had a huge three-story house next to us that the Admiral of the Navy lived in. His wife told my mom that they used to live in one of the duets years back. Their eldest daughter had an imaginary friend. (gasps) Another one. (laughs) She could tell them her name, what she looked like, and what she was wearing. They were then transferred overseas. Years later, they moved back and moved into a huge house. The wife then had tea with the family that was living in that house. They had a daughter as well, and guess what? She had an imaginary friend. The same same name, same description, same everything. What? Uh Uh-huh. Not sure if you're aware about the Simonstown Ghost Walk. They have a Facebook page and a picture of my old house is on there. There are some fantastic stories and some scary and sad stories. My uncle was based at the Naval Sick Bay during his national service and he has told some crazy stories. One was that one evening they were sitting at the front desk when there was a power surge. His colleagues said they need to be on standby as they're going to need to be called out. Not Five minutes later, they got a call to send out an ambulance. There had been a vehicle accident. The ambulance that had been called out was then also in an accident with the patient. Oh no. Yeah. So that's that's quite that your that is actually quite sad. Mm. Um another one was that he would walk around and switch off all the lights, get to the front and turn around, and they would all be back on. No. Yeah. That is creepy. At at one of the other naval buildings, there's a ghost of a woman that is rumored to love blonde men. Draco Malfoy. (laughs) I cannot relate to this ghost. I don't understand. (laughs) I can't relate to the ghost. Uh, Numerous encounters have been heard of men feeling her rubbing and playing with their hair. Ew. Uh, Yeah. And then she says at the end, I will send a link of the ghost walk. And that is the end of Jackie's story. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, Jackie. Again with the with the imaginary friends. Again with the creepy children. Your Mm. Oma though. Nice. Yeah. Like her. Go Jackie's Oma. 
I hope she's listening to our podcast. <laughs> or she might just tell us to bugger off. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she's not taking any nonsense from ghost children. Thank you, Jackie. And thank you, Em. And thank you, Sam, for all of your amazing stories. They were and... all super creepy. Yeah, like all of them creepy. had something really, really creepy and like like gross creepy. All of them had these these little odd details that if you've had a supernatural experience, you kind of like you know what you know what they're talking about. Yeah, I know. Like maybe it doesn't sound that creepy to to most people, but it's like when you've when you experience it. Yeah, you're kind of like mm. okay. When you know, then it's like ugh. those creepy little details. Like that's what gets you. That's what gets me. Yeah. And we had a lot of that today. So thank you to everyone who shared and submitted a story today. If you have got a creepy tale that you would like us to share on the podcast, please send them through to us. You can go to our website in the show notes or description. We also have a Gmail account, so you can email it to deadcuriouspod at gmail dot com. And uh, with that, guys, thank you for listening and be like Jackie's Oma. Don't take nonsense from ghost kids. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Sorry, can you can you say who that was again? Okay, 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 okay. Wait, let me let me go back to the list. Where's the list? Where's the list? Yay, we finally have a blue I was worried it was gonna be another one of those episodes. Where's the list? No, like but like actually the the list of countries is gone. That's a bit concerning. Awesome. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. By the way, just before you start. I, I've had very many wines while waiting for you. <laughs> so. <laughs> At some point, if I read very slowly, it's because I'm concentrating really hard. So. Oh, you silly Billy. Okay. okay you may start. These are the wrong notes. <laughs> I got the wrong notes. <laughs> nice. It was once home to one of the British concentration camps during the Boer War in the early 1900s. I'm sorry, I just need to scroll down quick. <laughs> I just have a question for you quickly. Uh, yes. Every time, <laughs> every time you have to scroll down, is there going to be like an extended pause? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm so glad we have bloopers this time around because last <laughs> so time we were too So glad we have bloopers. <laughs> we were we we too professional. We're taking it too seriously. Yeah. If there's no bloopers, we're not doing this for fun anymore. That's true. My mouth is so dry. <laughs> That's why I'm drinking wine. I got a Coke Zero. Well, that was pretty lame. So I'm gonna be telling a tale about a barbiton. No, that's wrong. Ah, <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> oh, so tired. <laughs> on one of her rare, bleh. on one of her rare occasions off, we- <laughs> oh my gosh, I cannot do this. Okay, it's okay. Oh, that was my hand. On one of her rare occasions.
on one of her rare occasions. <laughs> <coughs> on one knee. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this so <laughs> On one knee. <laughs> <laughs> no. <clears throat> okay. While out. Out. While out. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Do people really want to know how the sausage is made? What? Oh this... my word, deja vu moment. That literally... <laughs> really? I said what because I was like, oh my word, what's happening? And that is such a bizarre... Like, why would you say that sentence? That's such a peculiar thing to say. What? How the sausage, the sausage is thing. made? That's yes. like a famous... That's a famous phrase. It means... Really? It means Yes, it means like, do you really want to give people a look into how something is made or produced? Because that sort of takes the deliciousness out of it. You don't want to know how I've sausage is made. Before. That shit's gross. Well, I mean, I probably, I, I've, I've eaten it and I liked the taste before I knew how it was made. So I don't think it would affect my opinion of it. It's different if you see how it's made before you taste it. Okay, <laughs> hold on a sec. Sorry, <clears throat> I'm gonna quickly sippy sippy my wine. I don't even know what language they speak. What language do they speak in Madagascar? Jess, let's not be let's not be those white girls. <laughs> no, but like I've honestly never I don't know what language they speak. They like to move it, move it. That is okay, let's continue with the story. Because now I'm too now tired. we're getting ridiculous. Okay. <clears throat> Many people told me that it's probably sleep paralysis <sighs> Sorry. I have to read at a weird angle. Why? Because of my milk box. <laughs> I've seen your photo with like this milk box. I have to post like... It, take a picture and post it on Instagram. <laughs> no, do you know what? I think our patrons can see this the box struggle. situation. It's going to be... It's going to be a behind the scenes. Yeah. Where I'm sitting behind a milk box that's wrapped in a jersey. <laughs> yeah. Where's yeah. that from? That sounds very familiar. That yeah, 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 yeah. The story was that how. <laughs> so as always, guys. Well, how do we usually do this? So, yeah, you, know, you could say as always. Thank you for listening. Oh, that's what he said. Okay, yeah, sorry. Congratulations on making it all the way to the end of an entire episode. This is Roxanne's review read, and today I'll be reading a five-star review from listener Ivors, who writes, This is an awesome podcast. I love the way the ladies present it. Please download it and don't be a dick. Share it with a mate. Please don't change it. I can't wait for the next episode. Thank you, Ivors. We are trying to improve the sound quality, but other than that, we don't plan on changing anything, and don't you change either. If you would like to have um, your review read, pop us a five star on whatever platform you're listening to us on, and uh, listen to the end of each and every episode. It might be you. Thanks, guys. Love you.